0: listening to the Central Station podcast where we bring you true stories of what life in the outback is really like and why many wouldn't live anywhere else so pull up a stump pop the billy on or crack a cold one as we talk to the men and women who call some of the most remote parts of Australia home G'day, my name's Katie Fairfax, and this is my story, The Kimberley Chicken Musterer. On a scale of 1 to 10, how dangerous is a chicken? I mean... Compared to the feral bulls, snakes, crocodiles, wild cattle, and dingoes that live in the Kimberleys, I wouldn't have thought a chicken could be any worse than a three. And let's face it, it'd have to be a pretty mean looking chicken to score that high. But then again, I never thought that garden sprinklers were very dangerous either. Turns out both are incredibly dangerous for the wrong unlucky person. And two months ago, that unlucky person was me. "'Twas a sunny Friday in September. After mustering solidly for two weeks, the whole Margaret River crew had a day off, so we decided to make the most of it by going into Halls Creek, 100 k's from Margaret River Station, for a pub feed, a pool swim and an IGA splurge, which is the closest thing to retail therapy that we get out here.'" All was going swimmingly, pardon the pun, and even though the fellas would have happily stayed at the pub and pool all afternoon, there were stores to collect and packing to do before going back out on camp the next week. When we got home, Jim, the manager's four-year-old son, decided that he wanted to catch one of the chickens in the backyard. The smallest one, Tinkerbell. Well, after being carried around for a few minutes, Tinkerbell must have decided she'd just about had enough and fluttered out of Jim's little hands. Needless to say, Jim wasn't impressed. He took off after his small feathered friend. However, Tinkerbell had the legs on Jim and darted out of reach like a scrub bull heading straight for the timber. Jim pulled up. His eyes began to well with tears, his bottom lip quivered, and I decided to take immediate action because nobody wants to see a four-year-old cry, especially when the solution is as easy as catching a tiny chook, or so I thought. I took off across the lawn after Tinkerbell, with the rest of the crew laughing and cheering on the first-ever Kimberly chicken musterer. And just as I hit top speed, the sprinkler hit me. I'd been so focused on catching this bloody chook that I hadn't seen the sprinkler until I'd run straight into it. A long, skinny, metal tap attached to a pipe, which my right arm hit at full throttle. Wham. I doubled back and straightened up. A white-hot pain shot through my bicep, but I didn't look at it, assuming that I'd just lost a little skin and would develop a hectic bruise to show off at the next radio. I looked up with a sheepish grin, expecting to see the crew in hysterical laughter, but no one was laughing. In fact, everyone looked like they'd just been told that there'd be no more beer for the rest of the season. I was momentarily disappointed until I looked down and realized my feet and legs were covered in blood. Interesting, I didn't think sprinklers spurted out blood. Then I looked at my arm and realized I was the sprinkler and it wasn't pretty. There was a gaping hole in my arm and it was pumping blood all over me and our lovely manicured lawn. Now, I'm no medical expert, but even I knew this required more than a Band-Aid and a beer to fix. Well, talk about panic stations. Hillary, our beautiful govie, ran over, ripped a shirt off like something out of McLeod's daughters and wrapped it around my arm to stem the bleeding. My bosses were running around, calling the ambulances, packing bags and calling for the boys to unload the ute ready for takeoff. Jim was still pretty upset that no one had managed to catch his beloved chicken, so the other Jillaroo, Rabbit, whisked him away, and the fellas just stood there looking at me with puzzled horror, presumably thinking, yep, we'll stick to catching bulls, thanks. Even the station dog plodded over to give me a concerned lick, but that wasn't really what I needed as I lay there wondering if this was the end of my station career and possibly my life. Soon enough, I was lifted into the ute and sped to Halls Creek by my boss, with the govy in the back still holding up my arm in a now blood-soaked shirt and telling me it'd be a great story to tell in years to come. All I know is it wasn't as enjoyable as the first trip to Halls Creek that day, but it was definitely a lot quicker. Arriving at the tiny Halls Creek Hospital, I was put on every painkiller they had available and told I'd probably be home that night after a quick stitch-up job. Then the doctor realised it was a bit out of his league and I was promptly flown to Broome Hospital by the Royal Flying Doctor Service. I wish my first flight on a private jet had been a little more enjoyable. But here I was, loaded with painkillers at 2.30am with a hole in my arm the size of a handball and blood still all over my feet. The rest of this yarn gets pretty medical and boring, but the short story is that I was temporarily stitched up in broom and then flown down to Royal Perth Hospital, now practically a frequent flyer with the RFDS, where I was wheeled into emergency surgery the next day. They bypassed my busted artery with a vein from my leg and 38 stitches later, I was good to go again. After a lot of worried calls from mum, I headed home to Margaret River, where they welcomed me back with hugs, cheese platters, and a few too many chicken jokes songs. If you want an example, go listen to "Sick 'Em On A Chicken by Zach Brown and you'll get an idea of what I had to put up with. After a month of light duties, I'm now back to mustering yard work and loading trucks, doing what I love. However, I keep my distance from anything that looks even remotely like a chicken or a sprinkler, only approaching either when I have to, and with great caution. I ran over a sprinkler the other day in the tractor, accidentally, while spreading sand. So at least I'm even with something. The moral to this long-winded tale is this. No matter how good you think you are, it's never the obviously dangerous things that get you up here. So keep your eyes open, and for heaven's sakes, always expect the unexpected, especially if it has feathers.